0: Hello and welcome back to Control-Alt-Delete, the podcast where I interview interesting people about their careers, technology and the internet. And this is part five in my Visit California mini-series. So I hope you've gone back and listened to the others and you understand the gist of it now that I'm interviewing some seriously inspirational people who are based in California. And this series is called the California Innovation Tour because I went on a road trip from San Francisco down to L.A., basically just interviewing some really innovative people and got some brilliant podcast content and I was so thrilled to do it. I've worked with Visit California for a few years and um, it was brilliant to do this partnership together. So my guest today is the best-selling author Caroline Kepnes who is based in LA. I first met Caroline years ago when I interviewed her for this podcast and you could go back and listen to it, but it's probably um, probably bad quality. But I interviewed her in 2016 when I first interviewed her about her books, You and Hidden Bodies, uh, a.k.a. the Joe books. And in 2017, I saw her again and I met up with her in L.A. when I was there. And she was currently talking about the casting. The casting had begun for You to be a TV show on Lifetime. And then following that, Netflix picked it up and they wanted it too. And now it's been on Netflix, over 40 million people have now watched it. And it was just so great to catch up with Caroline in this episode and talk to her about her crazy year, the success of her books, that how her career has changed since the Netflix show and her life in L.A., if you want to visit LA or you want more information on planning a trip there or maybe even a road trip around California, then check out visitcalifornia.co.uk. It's a great resource of information and inspiration. Download travel guides, you can find lots of content to inspire you about booking a trip. And I really recommend checking out the blog California Now, which is the tourism board's own blog so you can check that out at the end of this podcast if you're interested in visiting california thank you so much for listening hope you've enjoyed this mini series i absolutely loved making it and chatting to all of the brilliant guests and make sure you rate and review on itunes if you enjoyed it it will really boost it in the charts and i'd be very grateful caroline Kepnis, i'm in your apartment in la (laughs) How is this happening? It's magic. I'm so happy you're here. You're back. I'm so excited. You came on the podcast, I think, three years ago. I think so, yes. And in London in, in London Yep And this is what I love about the podcast Is not only did we have a great conversation I think Hidden Bodies had just come out Yes Because it was like 2016 Yep And then we went for dinner in the evening Yes we did That and was wonderful It was so nice yep. And then I basically just like forced you to be my friend Exactly <laughs> so, And I did the same So <laughs> our little plans worked I love it <laughs> That dinner was great It was, was It was Aaron really Kelly good. I love Yeah, yeah. So Your publishers yeah. treat you very well Oh they do Yes, yeah, they, yes. They love Hi guys Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um um, so I, I'm just trying to set the scene for the listeners. So um, also about two years ago, we met up in LA, and you were really excitedly at the kind of early stages of the book. You, your, the first book in the Joe series, mm-hmm. getting picked up for Netflix. Yes.
1: Well, then it was just Lifetime. Yep. Right. That's where it we was were just starting. Lifetime. Yes.
0: So. Actually, I'd love to hear a bit more about that, because I think for people listening, it's still not very clear sometimes like how things become what they are. Mm. Obviously, now we're sat here, what is it, March 2019, and the show has been such a hit. Yes. I read on Wikipedia over 40 million streams.
1: Mind-blowing. It's, it It's is actually mind-blowing. <laughs>
0: so, how does one... Well, how does this happen like and and do you mind just kind of in a nutshell just going through like the process because it's taken of, you know, it takes a while doesn't it? It does and I I can't
1: say enough that like that's when people really care about what they're doing. Greg Berlanti and Sarah Gamble care so much. Everyone involved in the project has that integrity, that passion of wanting to make the best thing possible. And we were originally at Showtime. And then we went to Lifetime. And everyone at Lifetime was so supportive. And we, you know, filmed on location in New York. That's one of those great memories of walking down the street and seeing the sign like this you know that you was shooting here i mean i could like there are so many like little wonderful happy crying moments of like is this real and yeah they they took their time where they they really had a strong vision and i think that's why the show is so good Mm -hmm. and then with lifetime they they didn't get the viewership that they needed so netflix wanted it and here we are, and it's. I'm just excited that it get, that it gets to go on, and that so many people get to see it because that's the magic Absolutely. to me. That like living in the connected world we live in, knowing that like everyone can watch it everywhere. Like that's yeah.
0: Yes, because because <laughs> on Netflix, it was definitely that show that was on the homepage for ages. Like you'd log on, and it was there.
1: Did you see the promo where he's uh, like looking into the camera, yes. breaking the fourth? Yeah, that. I, every time I saw that, I was like. <laughs> This is the most surreal, amazing,
0: yes. <laughs> spectacular breaking of the fourth wall ever. So true. I mean, I before I loved the Netflix show. Obviously, I I loved the book. I remember reading it on holiday in one sitting and immediately needing hidden bodies. It was like I need the next one. Yes. What was it like finding these characters in real life? And were you kind of how involved were you in finding like these people?
1: It was wonderful. Again, that goes back to their vision of being. I always think of it as a book club on crack because they had such like passion about the book so that you could f- that all of that passion extended into every element of the show and the casting was terrific of seeing the lists and the tapes and seeing Penn and Elizabeth together for the first time on screen just like oh my god yes, <laughs> yeah. the chemistry and, is amazing yeah and a really just like every single member of that cast just well like a really good person a really in- intense artistic person so I couldn't be happier and it was ex- so exciting to see it all come together and mm. yeah. Yes.
0: So when you were first writing You, um, obviously it's it's incredibly addictive from the beginning because it's very much like in real time mm-hmm. from Joe's point of view. When you wrote it, were you thinking were you thinking that it could be on screen?
1: No, I mean, I felt crazy when I was writing it, like in that it was such a compulsion. And it once it was in my head and his voice was there, it was this thing of like I would go to a coffee shop. I'd write and be so involved in it that I lost sense of my surroundings in a great way. And I was a freelance writer at the time, so I also had deadlines. Like I would I had to keep my email open, I had to be aware of the world, and I'd, my editor would write like, "Oh, you need to review this trailer like right now." So I'd have to put Joe aside and do my work and then go back into it. And that process was great because that's how you know you're really into something that, you know, if, you, if it gets taken away from you, you you know, you're not like,
0: "Oh, thank God." Yes, <laughs> and, and you can't wait to get back into yes, it. Yes.
1: Yeah. And one time i was so into it and i had the headphones on and i'm really in the zone and i was writing a physical scene of throwing something and i'm got a little stuck because that was part of it where especially him being a guy like a violent like i've never attacked anyone (laughs) not (laughs) and i'm in (laughs) totally like yeah (laughs) yeah. totally in my head and i feel then i kind of lift out lift back into the world and there's a weird atmosphere and i and the people at the coffee shop were so nice i'm like is everything okay they're like it's fine like you you didn't realize what you did i'm like wait what and i had thrown my iced coffee at a wall that was like half full in a plastic cup and i mean i you know in the trying to like get the (laughs) language down of what it feels like to throw something at someone. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, big tip that day, nicest people in the world.
0: (laughs) That's so incredible. Because I think obviously as an author, like you are channeling a lot of different things.
1: Yes. And with something like that, when you're it's this imaginary friend too that like you know is troubled. So when I was writing, I some days I would tell friends I was writing about a murderer. Other days it'd be like, oh this guy Joe, like I love him, and everyone not you know sometimes thought I was working on two books. I'm like, no, that's the point that like there is this rest match in my head, which was so crazy when you go into the publishing land and people are like it's a book about a serial killer and that was the thing from being so invested in that perspective and working so hard on his mental gymnastics to hear that phrase serial killer put back on it it was like, oh God he is mm. and yeah yes. <laughs>
0: yes. do you get any because I think what's been interesting at the moment is this like, um acceptance of the fact that culturally like we are obsessed with like weirdos and we're obsessed with killers and we're obsessed with like podcasts like um serial and we like we love hearing about murders and
1: yeah i mean i don't i think it's natural because of communicating so much where we have such a different culture than we did when we were kids in in the way of strangers like i grew up in the world of don't talk to a stranger don't be mysterious like don't get into a car with a stranger be careful and in a very cautious climate to me like the horror was like the the mad person outside trying to get into your house Mm -hmm. now you take an uber you jump into a stranger's car you do we do all of these things every day you talk to people you've never met in person online and it's all become so natural so for me the nice. next leap is like starting to wonder well we all can't be well-adjusted normal wonderful mm. people that we appear to be online yes. and it, it just casts a different like cloud over all communication and what where the fear comes from
0: Well, most people, I guess, now have a a life online, but also a career online. And Mm -hmm. the idea of someone stealing my phone and tweeting on behalf of me, (laughs) like Joe does with Benji. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very believable. Right. And it could happen. And the whole time we laugh about this with Greg and Sarah, too, the
1: whole time I was writing a book, I did not have a passcode on my phone. And I feel like part of it was the energy of realizing like I my whole like all of my private opinions and conversations and other people's privacy by nature are, are in there and, I, and it's not even locked mm. but I've always I'm always one of those one step behind technology people yes. now I have a passcode
0: <laughs> oh my god I know oh yeah because there, there's a scene where Joe's trying to get the passcode and it's and it's obviously he has all the power so it's really easy to do that but it's like even without that god imagine yes. But the other strand of your books, especially with Joe, like working in a bookshop is obviously your love for books yes. and your love for reading. And so I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the whole, you know, having a full time job and writing. Mm. Is it just the case of you had this like compulsion, you had to do it and you were just going to make it work no matter what? Yeah,
1: I feel lucky. I've had that compulsion since I was a kid where I've written I so many short stories and throughout my entire career when I was a journalist when I was a TV writer I was always writing short stories like I c- it could not stop there would be periods when I was too busy but it was the ongoing like mm-hmm. writing submitting I think that's another magical thing about the internet over the years I learned so much from editors of literary magazines like I got a great rejection from Roxanne Gay once at Peng. <laughs> and you yeah to me like writing it was always I wanted to I wanted to and so I did because I mm-hmm. didn't plan on having that time when it was like I'm taking a year off to write my novel (laughs) Mm. I knew that that was not in the cards for me so I it was a really good training for now it being that I that now my job is writing the books so it's like all I'm lucky that I kind of treated all of that passion and drive well and like valued it that I that I've had that inborn and also it feels good I always tell people if you finish something finish a short story send it to someone as soon as you hit send you're gonna know so many things that are wrong with it Mm so you're teaching yourself and then you're letting someone else read your work and you're yeah and then when you move on and write something else you're a different writer than you were then and then it it never ends Mm,
0: god i can relate to that because Uh you, you look back and you're like god i've i've grown and i've changed and my writing's changed um but i also love that it's like a time capsule and it's like that's who i was then yes which yes. is so interesting. So yeah. how has your process in writing changed now that you do it full time?
1: Um, in one sense, it hasn't that there is no escaping the blank page. There is no escaping the Sunday night. What if I forgot how to write feeling like I feel like that's the one night when it's rare that I'll be writing because to me, Sunday is just when the brain like kind of implodes and, <laughs> and everything seems impossible. But it's still like have to map things out, have to figure things out. And if anything like it's now that people have expected like now that you know people are going to read it it's an adjustment mm-hmm. to live in that world it's a wonderful adjustment yes <laughs> but yeah it's it's different
0: so how have you how has that been kind of going from having you had like a cult following from the beginning with 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 you like yes people in, have loved it yep. for years but this is kind of a new mainstream everyone in the world has watched it on Netflix like how has that been for you?
1: It's, you know, it's so exciting. I think it's it's the ultimate dream when people are fired up about something that came out of your brain. It's just like a very exciting feeling. And then that other people took what came out of my brain and put their brains onto it. So I'm like, it's this beautiful brain trust and I love it. And then when I sit down to write, it's exciting. It's great. And then there's the blank page. <laughs> so it's like it doesn't affect that part of it. Like mm-hmm. I still face the same challenges of like okay like I've what is what does he want here who is this person he's dealing with like mm-hmm. when I'm writing I'm like what you know why did I why am I putting him with this person who is this person and there is no escape no escaping the work there is no escaping the all of the You have to
0: start again at some point if yes. you're gonna write another one. Yeah. yeah it's all
1: nice like I'm like it's so great to talk to people and hear compliments I love it and that's one part of the brain and then the other part of the brain has to be like okay you know okay idiot like are you done saying thank you and celebrating Cause now
0: (laughs) with your characters because it's very you and Hidden Bodies like they're funny and the characters are funny yeah I know that the show some kind of took that in a new way in some ways like with the character Peach for example Mm -hmm. Um, you know we're all kind of mocking her and we all know someone like her. Yes, we we probably all have a part of her in us. Maybe that um. you said it. That's that's <laughs>
1: what I'm always thinking. Like, what is like to me? Like, what is the worst thing that you do? And what if that worst thing that you do was like a, a something that someone else does all the time? Mm. And exploding so is that
0: how those. You kind of come up with character traits. Is it more like? sometimes a fear of oh god I do this or is it people that you know or you've seen out and about it's
1: always both but to me it's a lot of it is me I'm like there's a part of me in everyone and I relate to all of them and that's where I feel like the hypocrisy of Joe was just exciting and compelling for me that he operates from this position of like I am the best like no matter who's around me like I am the good guy I'm doing the right thing I'm so much better than this person but if someone put him in that position (laughs) You know he's done some pretty awful things and is somewhat of a hypocrite but Mm -hmm. I love that feeling that we all get at times of superiority Mm -hmm. and that's where we're sometimes drawn to the peaches of the world because they also reinforce the our good feelings about ourselves in, yeah. in ways that are ultimately self-destructive because you're getting on a high horse. But yeah, a psychologist years ago gave me a book called Unholy Hunger or Unholy Hungers, but about the concept of psychic vampires of people that you're when you're around them, you feel very high and their love is special and their attention makes mm-hmm. you feel good and you have this really great powerful feeling but the next day you're woozy you might stub your toe you're grumpy it's almost like an emotional hangover Mm -hmm. and it's that those people are actually feeding on your love not like what feels like goodness in the moment is just them taking your spirit away and that like blew my mind open yeah that was a couple years before I wrote the book it's one of those concepts that was like in my head floating around that makes the world look different and why so many charismatic people have other dark sides to them
0: it's true, you know, there's some people that you you get very carried away with mm-hmm. and then you realize that actually you've been sort of drained of something.
1: Yeah, deplete, like literally carried away. Like the yes. Yeah. So that's
0: where for me like writing
1: Joe a big part of it was letting myself be swept away by this guy who's I mean, I love bookstores like you said and like to me like a man working in a bookstore passionate about reading about music like <gasps> already it's that high that like this is what I want and then uh-oh, this is what goes on inside of that head. Like this is the other part of it. You can't can't have one without the other
0: yes <laughs> so with the netflix show and the news the public news that there's going to be a second series yes season, yes which is such good news i mean uh, yeah. I, no one is surprised by this news <laughs> there's obviously going to be more but um, i'm shaking as you say it i'm so <laughs>
1: excited i'm so grateful i mean that's like a dream because for me when i was writing the first book i knew that there would be more and mm. so f- for the show to have that kind of energy is absolute kismet magic like to see other people have that same we want more feeling yes exactly. we are shooting right now are in you? Los Angeles yes oh my god, yes. amazing and do you go on set um, I will be going on set sometime this month
0: yes oh my god and what's that like
1: yeah. it's I mean it's always magic it's the first day that I went on was the first day of shooting season one and we were in Benji's office where home soda and it was one of those moments where I don't I didn't write in great detail about that place in the book but it was one of many moments where I'm like Sarah like do you have access to the like visionary part of my brain because this looks like what I pictured that I didn't go into great detail on I can't get over there's been so much magic like that like with the bookstore in the show Mm. so yeah it's it's this imagination fusion that I love so much and that's incredible
0: because sometimes people I don't know like Stephen King for example he has said publicly that he doesn't like the films of his books and, yep. and that can happen, can't it? Yeah, and
1: when <laughs> when he's had so many too, and like I feel like that happens all the time. And I feel yeah, I feel very like jackpot. Yeah. I keep laughing to them like I'm the least Pollyanna person alive, and I'm Pollyanna yeah. because I'm like. Yes. I feel so fortunate that it's like
0: this. Yeah, mm-hmm. And Stephen King, he commented on your books, didn't Yes, he? he did. He tweeted about them. Oh, I love yeah. that. Have you ever met him? No, I haven't
1: met him. I would love to meet him. <laughs> you have a lot in <laughs> common.
0: Mm-hmm. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but with um, the second, is it, is it second season? Second, second season. season, yep. Mm-hmm. So that's not in New York, is it?
1: It's here because of, um, it's just like in the book where Joe moves to L.A. Yep. and lives in the name in an area like this and meets some new people meets Love Quinn and who seems like the ideal woman and and there it's a little different from the book and this is what I enjoy too about adaptation where if you've read the book like a, they're very similar they feel the same and then they're gonna be little plot twists mm-hmm. and, that are different so that it's still engaging and surprising
0: and, absolutely yes and is that really exciting for you to to be shooting here because obviously you live here you've worked in the community here for so long like oh you, god yeah you know, I mean it's it, how it, is that it, it's a dream come true <laughs> like it's
1: yes to know it to know that it's happening and I was in the writers room a couple of weeks ago and every time I go in there it's another like trip to see all these names on the boards mm-hmm. and everyone like yeah all these people to think of all these people participating in this is magical
0: yeah and what what do you love about LA and California um it's the creativity
1: there's something very childlike about moving here like almost like a Muppet going to New York and like the kind of the 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 chutzpah and the nerve and the sweetness of saying, maybe me, like maybe I'm going to be part of the magic. So I love that spirit. I loved that when I moved here because to me there's something, like obviously it's a business with a lot of problems. It's, you know, like anything, it's not perfect, but there's something about trying to make, pretend your career that mm. has a magical spirit. And then of course the dark side and all the horror is appealing to me too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be, you know, you have to be really up for the challenge, don't you? To to, to make yes. it. Yes, you have
1: to. I would say you have to learn to love rejection and expect mm. it, and like and deal with it and cope with it and let it like feed the fire. And that's an ongoing process, mm. no matter what field you're in. And I and in that way too, I like the spirit of like pe- like you go to a karaoke place here and you see people singing their hearts out, and you know that like oh that's someone who like it's just that extra level of drive and passion. And I like that culture. And yeah. then it's also you know it can be really hard on people. But then that's where people come together in a nice way.
0: Yeah. You know? yes. Has there been any time where you have been rejected or felt like, oh, things aren't going very well? Oh God! On yeah. On paper, it's like right. I know that's Caroline, the way you, you are. Yeah nailing life
1: it's a thing yeah everyone we all laugh about that like it always appears when there's an announcement or something happens that it happened that it was like oh and no there have been years and years like I had a manager a few years ago like tell me like I don't think that you know what you want to say I don't think that writing is for you like those experiences happen and they're again like that's a You have to feel that and intake that and then examine the material that you're working on Mm -hmm. and just still go back to doing the work and figuring out your voice and yeah i went through that for years and years Mm -hmm. and years i mean years and years (laughs) of ups and downs and to me it's always about like being in the down and letting yourself be down and thinking all the dark thoughts Mm -hmm. and letting all those voices exist in your head and then putting yourself back to work. And then hopefully, I believe too, like it's so nice to be in flow, but you're most more likely to get in flow and have that high off writing or creating if you force yourself to do something when you're in a grumpy place. And for me, like writing you, like I was, I had come off of a couple years of absolute total hell and I hadn't been writing a lot and I had gone through a lot of personal loss. Every quadrant of my life was an absolute mess. And I could feel myself like wanting to do nothing but, you know, sit around and watch Mm -hmm. Pitch Perfect over and over again, which is that movie that like brought me back to life, which was why it was in the book. And it was like, no, you know what? Like I have to make something out of this. Like Mm -hmm. I can't I've watched it enough. (laughs) And at some point, like I have to figure out why that movie is lifting me out of my spirits and also feel like, oh, someone made that and created that and that helped me and I want to create something, too.
0: I love that because yes. you can find inspiration in, in very strange places mm-hmm. and, and if you try not that pitch, <laughs> but, I mean pitch perfect is amazing but to, to actually dig deeper and, and think why is this lifting me up what can I do with this little tiny bit of um, positivity yes. yep. at this time mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting what you're saying as well that you don't necessarily feel you don't always have to be in the mood to write right exactly because i think sometimes people th- i mean i used to think that i used yep. to think I, I can't write today i'm not in the mood but actually you're you're holding yourself back probably right and
1: then to me it's again like once you it's like i mean i'm i don't mean this about exercise because i don't follow with exercise <laughs> i have a gym i haven't been to in several months like but it's like they say once you start doing it you feel good mm-hmm. and so then they say that i mean they I, do I say that i, don't I don't that think either. they're all lying <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but i think there's something really nice in a way about going through not that i wish any feelings like that on anyone but to be able to appreciate something fully yeah it feels like this experience has been amazing and actually if it had just come kind of straight away out of thin air randomly maybe you would have been like oh this is just normal then
1: right and to me it never does and it's always got to be like if you're passionate about what you're doing I feel like eventually hopefully something good comes of that passion like Mm -hmm. to me that's what I mean like I was excited about every single short story that was ever published knowing like oh my mom and five of my friends are going to read it but it's that feeling of feeling like oh I did something I finished it and it's in the world it's that Mm -hmm. great feeling and if you also get yourself addicted to that of creating and moving on and creating more it's Mm. also sets yourself up to create like bigger things yes Mm.
0: and with your the like fan base of readers now I know that when I uh, I interview authors sometimes people say I don't read reviews or I don't really interact online with things I just want to like write the books but you do speak to people a lot of that you like talking to people yeah I mean yeah it's one of the line on kind of how much you spend reading people's opinions on it
1: I so I basically I don't read most reviews and like sometimes someone will send something to me and they're like oh this is my my new book blog or like my first thing and I'll, I'll read that and then other you know other times a publicist will send it I'll read that but I don't I don't go on good reads ever right. I don't think I feel like because it's important those reviews are important to me for readers and like you can read a one-star review and be like I want to read that now you can read a five-star review and be like oh like I don't it's not interesting That's to so me true. Yeah so I'm, I love I'm so lucky Where in 2014 Before the book Was even out This group of readers Discovered my work And they created This place called Caroline's Cage On Facebook And they are the most Exuberant Like passionate Just great people And over the years I've gotten to know them And why the material Like resonated with them As individuals And they've always I've, I'm just so lucky To have like tapped Into something And in people Where they mm-hmm. got together And are all Have been fired up For years yeah, So I, I love I, I'm very appreciative Of that energy And that's just just exciting to me
0: I love that energy because I think that the, the like fangirl culture or the you know yeah that tea- word always I mean, bumps me fin- like, yes, like yeah I'm like teenage kind of readers that enthusiasm and, and older but mm-hmm. just that kind of really raw like I'm not embarrassed to tell you how much I love you I'm not embarrassed to tell you how much you're amazing you know how much you've changed my life or whatever yeah um it's like I think when people get older especially in like in the UK people are quite cynical um it's kind of almost not cool to uh you know show that you're very very excited about something
1: yeah and in that way I don't have a cool bone in my body when it comes like when I love something I'm just like psycho and repetitive like I love it I love it I love it and I love that feeling so when people are like that and I feel I'm like oh that's fantastic Mm -hmm. because I love that feeling of reading something watching something listening to something and feeling like oh this was for me yeah. So when other people feel that way, it's great. And I'm, I'm so happy to talk to them about it. And, yeah.
0: and so are you based here now quite a lot of the time or do you travel still quite a lot? Do you do book events and stuff or do you try and keep your time pretty much? I'm based here, here?
1: and I'm, I've, I've just got back from Cape Cod where I'm from. So I go home a lot, especially in the summer, but I like to go in the winter too. Just, you know, feel mm-hmm. like can't just be one of those people who goes just when it's time to swim. <laughs> I've heard amazing things about, about it there it's beautiful it really it's beautiful and it's so intimate and it's just it's a special place yeah and yeah I'm going to, I'm going to Vegas in a few weeks I like to I like to have those trips scheduled also because it means oh really if I'm getting on a plane to go to Vegas in a couple weeks then I have to write mm. so there's no on the plane oh no I mean in the couple weeks that are right yeah oh, leading up it to helps it. me organize time that way because to me it's like an yeah. expand an extended version of how it was when I was a journalist writing mm. short stories and, and writing in my free time i'm like if i create those fun things then that's it you know because i'm not going to be in vegas writing
0: (laughs) that's actually really good advice for people who Mm. might have almost too much time or i mean hardly anyone has that i suppose but you know when you're self-employed you can have a long stretch of time to get something done but actually like what you were saying at the beginning the Mm. whole like quit your job and write your novel in a year like yeah. that, that's not a way to write a novel certainly not for me
1: yeah it's also how you figure yourself out I feel like by doing experiments because I've gone through phases where I'm like no I'm going to write 4,000 words every day for 30 days in a row so I will not do anything in those times like I get very calendar oriented <laughs> and then day five I'm like Oh, that that thing is today that I said I wouldn't go to and I wish I could go to it. And like it's important whether you have a nine to five job or whether as so many people are now you have a million different mm-hmm. jobs. I feel like the more you have going on, the more you're doing and the more you're doing in that downtime also because your brain is on. So it's more comfortable to be doing something than not doing something. Yes, you know,
0: it's really true. It uh, It's true. and as, And I think as well, having too much time to think. I know that when I have too much time to think I like go to a bad place (laughs) (laughs) because I'm like what's going wrong in my life let's have a think about it
1: the the bad places have those neon signs that are so you have to go in there I know I get it (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, so what are you excited about like that's coming up for the rest of the year just in general it can be anything
1: oh yeah I'm well I'm going to the Providence Book Festival next in at the end of April I'm excited I hope that I'm going to be coming over to the UK not sure when yet but I'm looking forward to that and then I'm gonna do let's see I've got some events coming up in the summer that are not the dates aren't firm yet and writing Writing, writing, and then to know that, like, oh, like the second season will be out. Yes,
0: soon. So yeah, so much going on. Yeah. and are these some some of these events around you as well? Yeah, I mean, to me, like, all it's
1: always all my books. Like, right. I yeah. Oh, that's cool.
0: Yes, because it's interesting um how. I was saying this before that the that you has a new lease of life again. People are discovering it for the first time, like yes. with the new cover and is that crazy to you that it's, it's so like cra- five years on the magic words came on.
1: the magic words when someone's like i watched the show and i had to read the book i'm like oh my god <laughs> yes. yes yeah and that's where i'm like yeah read it first watch it first like either way like i love i'm i don't know i'm a multimedia person and i love that when things are in different mm-hmm. mediums so that's that's spectacular
0: oh well thank you so much for talking to me it's so thank nice you, to see Emma. you again yes and i'm so thrilled for you seeing all of this success it's just this is I a good con- reunion i <laughs> don't know anyone who deserves it more oh my god so thank, thank you. you thank you wow. so much <laughs>